Hello and welcome to the 52nd episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them about how they made their start in making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Alto's Adventure by Snowman. Ryan, who are you and what do you do? Thanks for having me on the show, Chris. Uh, so my name is uh, Ryan Cash and I'm the founder of Snowman, uh, a little software studio based in Toronto. And uh, we make uh, both productivity apps and games for iOS. Cool. So I noticed you've done a, like, a whole selection of uh, of games. That's, mm-hmm. that's that is that is fantastic. That, 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 you know, uh, you've got you had a pedigree of making games on on iOS. Uh, I must mm-hmm. confess that your, this is the first title I've encountered of yours. Although I've been playing iOS yeah. games since ooh, when did the blasted thing come out? Yeah, two thousand seven. Um, two thousand seven. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So and then the App Store of two thousand eight. So, how did you make your uh, start in uh, the industry? What, what did you start uh, make? So, games? back in uh, early 2007, I started working at a software company called Market Circle. And uh, they make uh, two main pieces of software. called One's called Daylight and one is Billings. And uh, it's basically like business productivity software for, for small businesses. And so, they were making this software for the Mac. Okay, And uh, I just kind of happened to get a job there right before the very first iPhone was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, like, I was a PC user before I started working there. I had, uh, I think I had, like, a flip phone, Motorola. And uh, I had actually bought, like, a, a new Sony Ericsson phone or something, like, the week before the iPhone was announced, which I, I guess a lot of people, it, there were rumors about it, but because I wasn't really in, into the industry, I wasn't aware of that. Um, so anyways... Uh, they were making their software for the Mac, and then once the iPhone was announced um, and Apple started allowing developers to develop apps for it, they started working on iPhone apps, and then shortly after that came the iPad. And so I just kind of ended up being at the right place at the right time, and so I, I kind of grew up in the industry as the industry grew up. Uh, so I was just you know around this sort of iOS scene from day one. And uh, so I was working at Market Circle for five years, and... Uh, it was when the iOS 5 developer preview was out. Uh, so being a, a software developer for Apple, they had uh, pre-release access to uh, the new versions of iOS. And so in iOS 5, Apple introduced reminders. And in reminders, you could set up location-based reminders. Mm-hmm. So you could say, remind me when I get home to take out the trash or when I get to the office to pick up my paycheck or book off vacation time or when I'm at the grocery store, pick up milk, whatever it was. So I, I fell in love with location-based reminders and uh, I was using this app like crazy. And this is before, again, it was out to the public. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, this is really kind of cumbersome to use. It took 11 different steps to create a location-based reminder every single time. Wow. Uh, and so... I saw. I thought, wait a minute. Like, there's, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so, uh, we, uh, I kind of got to work on paper. And I, I talked to my longtime childhood friend Jordan, who I started, ended up starting Snowman with. And him and I had always kind of talked about making an app together, um, but we never really had an idea mm. that we wanted to run with. So, uh, 
with this, it was like I, I was trying to solve a problem that I personally had, and uh, I figured out a way to get that 11 steps down into three, uh, and along the way, add a, a few other useful features. So okay. that's how Checkmark 1 came to be. Uh, oh. And then after that, we were about to actually work on a little utility app uh, to sort of store private information on your phone and uh, with a kind of cool user interface. And the designer who, who came up with the design, Marcelo, uh, this guy from Brazil, he uh, he went, at one point was like, wait a minute, this UI kind of looks like that memory game from the 80s, that physical toy called Simon Says. I remember or Simon. Simon, I think. I yeah, I remember Simon. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And <laughs> that's a game that, like, none of us were, like, really into games per se, like, at the time. And it, it wasn't like a full-fledged game like, like Alto is where there's like characters and, and you know crazy things going on. It was just, hey, here's like a really simple game that's almost not a game. It's just a few shapes that have to like you know light up and do things. Like in terms of code, it's, it's a lot more straightforward. Yeah. So we thought like, why don't we make a game and, and do sort of like a digital take on a, something that used to be a physical toy where because it's uh, software instead of hardware, you can do different things like you can make buttons move around and colors change positions and you know do cool things that you just can't do on a physical toy so uh, we decided to do that because it, it seemed a little more fun and exciting and you know games are kind of all the rage on, on the app store um, so that's how that came to be uh, and then shortly after that uh, so about probably December 2012 uh, Jordan got really into Tiny Wings, and brilliant uh, game. Sorry, yeah, something that I really, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, uh, it's, it's brilliant, beautiful, stunning, and like inspiring. For and some reason, I n- I never actually enjoyed playing it all that much. Just I just didn't have the patience for it to. Oh to yeah, you, you have to be, you yeah, know, you, know when to hit that button. Exactly, uh, it it can be quite annoying, but when you do hit it, the sensory feedback you get from the game is quite exceptional. And they still update it, I think, to this day. I think it's still got... Um, they've added, it's been updated, actually, in a long no, time. Not a long but, time, but, it, but they like, did do a few updates. Year, so. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. Do, yeah, so, okay. Um, yeah, I wonder what that guy's working on, actually. But anyways, um, what what really... Jordan was hooked on it. He loves it. He's great at it. He, uh, he has the patience for it. So, But for me, it was like sort of my first realization that you could make something for iOS that was like beautiful and sort of artistic and even if you didn't find it fun, which I think is still the most important thing when you're making a game is is fun, but even though I didn't like love the gameplay mechanic, I absolutely adored everything else and how talented, you know, the guy is and every how everything comes together so well. And even like just the just the music like you could listen to and it sort of feels like you're at a beach, and mm-hmm. just all these different emotions it gives you from a, yeah. a little mobile game. So that was my first experience at like a really cool indie game um, on iOS. And so I thought like it would be really really cool to do something like that, but you know we have no experience doing it. So anyways, Jordan and I were tossing back the idea back and forth of of doing something cool like that, I guess. And mm. uh, we had different ideas in mind. Uh, we were actually sort of working on, in a way, a kind of spinoff of Tiny Wings, um, but level-based, uh, that we ended up abandoning um, at one point. But anyways, we were talking about different mechanics and stuff, and 
uh, we ended up t- uh, discussing snowboarding because uh, we both grew up skateboarding and snowboarding together. Right. And we thought, like, you know, there's no snowboarding game on the App Store that's really ever stood out. Um, whereas, like, you know, there might be a, a really popular racing game or, or soccer game or something. Mm. It just never seemed to be, like, a, a big racing game. I mean, sorry, snowboarding. Right. And so uh, I was sort of, once we were mentioning the idea of snowboarding, I immediately kind of thought of Harry Nesbitt, uh, an artist based actually in the UK over there where you are. And uh, we just, I just kind of pictured if, if his art and our idea come together, we might have something really special. So I mm. uh, reached out to Harry to see if he had any interest in it. And uh, so I thought his art style would be perfect for what we wanted to do. And, and thus Alto's adventure was born, yeah? And yeah, that's how it, it kind of came to be. So we'll stop you there because we're going to talk in sure. detail about Alto's adventure mm-hmm. uh, second half. But it's a fantastic little story. So I mean, what was the love question I ask a lot of developers is, what was the very first game you ever made? Do you remember? That we, ma- we ever made? No, no, no. You, you or whatever. When you, you, you know, you've... I know you said you've gone through history, like you made, uh, you worked on iOS software, but did you make any games as a kid, for example? Uh, did no. You, uh, no. So this no, is I like, mean, my sister made like a couple board games back right. in the day, like with, right. like at home, uh, sort of fun projects, but never really uh, made any games. Cool. Uh, okay. No. So played, I played a lot of video games when I was a yeah, kid, but, yeah. but I, I wouldn't say like I was your typical, like, crazy full-on gamer as a kid i i definitely they're definitely a big part of growing up and yeah uh, i was really into them but i was kind of more of like an outdoors skateboarding kind of guy like um i had like a sega genesis when i was that was my first console and then i bought an n64 with like my paper route money right uh and then i got an uh xbox like the first xbox and then after that i kind of played a bit of counter-strike on like my pc Mm-hmm. But after that, I kind of abandoned video games for like seven or eight years or something. Right. Uh, basically, completely just because I was like, video games are kind of a waste of time, and you know, I need to grow up and focus on real the real world. <laughs> uh, little did I know, because uh, at the time, you know, like if you probably, um, if you said to your parents or like your teacher or something like, yeah, when I grow up, I want to make video games, they'd be like, yeah, right, yeah, and I want to be, you know a professional basketball player and an actor, (laughs) which is, which I mean, my parents were always super supportive of anything I ever said I wanted to do, but it just, it wasn't a job opportunity really. Like you kind of heard, like, I remember, I think when I was really young, I saw something where someone was like, this guy plays video games all day. It's his full-time job. And you know, Nintendo gets like a hundred thousand applications for this job every year or day or whatever it was. And like, basically it was an impossible job uh, aspect. Yeah, it's uh, just a, we, again, it's just um, someone was making those games you were mm-hmm. playing, and that's the thing, isn't it? Something as you now know, yeah, people make these. <laughs> yes, you yeah, do. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of oh, well, that's right. And again, this is what this show is about. It's just, it's just bringing humans back to in front of the code and say, look, these people made this stuff. It's, these aren't magically ejected from some weird machine. They are made. Um, yeah, so, and people don't always realize that. <laughs> uh, and you didn't either. And for many no. years, I didn't. Uh, and it's just this culture. I think it all started way, way back in the day when they, indeed there was no credit given to the creators of these games. They just appeared. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that changed when Activision, ironically, um, said, no, let's put a credit in the front of the games where people make this stuff. Uh, and uh, everything, the rest is history. But uh, it's still it's still a problem. It's a big problem. People just not really understanding that there are people behind making these games to so stop being so mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny once once you uh, reach back to somebody if they're you know really unhappy or whatever it is or you know yeah. freaking out. Um, once you actually make that human contact, a lot of the time they're like, oh, whoa, sorry, like I didn't think you were gonna i think even louis ck the comedian i don't know if you're familiar with him yes he has a bit where he talks about that and uh yeah like people email him and horrible comments and then when he writes back they're like oh i you know i didn't even realize you're gonna answer me i'm sorry i'm so sorry yeah i thought you just go no i'm a human being too thanks a bit okay yeah yeah and you have to backtrack and realize that you know you wouldn't if you're face to face with someone and there wasn't a human being like you wouldn't do that it's just it's not you just have Unless you're psychotic, you just wouldn't be like, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, because you uh, empathy kicks in. That's why yeah. it's built into all of us, for the most part. So, philosophy, uh, philosophy aside, um, what are your biggest influences then? Uh, for Alto, or just for it's generally yeah. your creation, the creative process, which you are, you do, you are part of. What's Ooh. the thing that you, you are drawn to? Do you think? Or things. Uh, you know, it's probably a lot of different things that I guess I'm influenced in. Um, definitely, like my parents and grandparents help shape who I've become. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up. Uh, my mom's dad was like uh, in the ad industry for a really long time, and uh, so I grew up kind of with some sort of non-traditional guidance from grandparents. Like we'd go to art galleries and stuff when we were a kid. When like a lot of other kids would just be taken to like the park or yeah um, something more traditional i don't know so I, I find, cool... yeah i find galleries exhausting mentally yeah i, I haven't been actually in, in yeah. quite a while which i need to do but yeah grew up doing a lot of cool things like that and you know doing like a lot of art and stuff at home um so that was i guess early on but later on um i think i'm just kind of inspired by things that i see or use or play or do and that I, I really like, like it, none of them are necessarily, it's not always just like games. It's like, for example, I'm really inspired by the way Vince Gilligan, um, made Breaking Bad and like how different the way the show is shot and you know, how incredible the stories are and the dynamics and how just basically like kind of the realization that every little detail matters for mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Yeah, so I felt, the world. I felt the character the characters were genuinely interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, genuinely awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were. That's one of the things that criticism of, uh, you know, shallow, not shallow, kind of shallow criticism. Like, oh, these people are just so what interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yet like you can kind of relate to to each of them in, in your own way. Um, yeah. So yeah, just cool things like that. Uh, there's. Mm snowboard film the art of flight that red bull did yeah uh, yeah uh the movie the into the into the wild i haven't read the book yet but i don't know i guess i just kind of piece a lot of different things together in my head and then i you know i picture things and i just kind of i guess it's it's just a bit of everything um and then like game wise i guess is a little more specific but uh you know i think 
Yeah, it's kind of a tough eight, question. Yeah, you could yeah. say, oh yeah, it's ten eighty. Yeah, like I, I grew up playing ten eighty. Uh, I guess if I had to pick a snowboarding game that we'd be most inspired by, for my, for me, not necessarily for everybody, but uh, it would be Amped uh, from the original Xbox. Yeah. And what what I really liked about Amped, um, and I mean I haven't played it in probably ten years, but yeah. what I really liked about the game growing up was that I think at the time. Any other snowboarding games I had played were like you start on the mountain and you you go down the mountain and it's a very kind of narrow run. Like you you can't really go exploring too much. You have your run, you go down it. You're supposed to do as many tricks as you can do, and then that's it. And Amped definitely had that trick aspect and and the goals or whatever were part of the game. But they also kind of let you explore the mountain. I mean. It was way back then, so the levels probably weren't as big as they could be today, like with something like Grand Theft Auto, where it's an entire universe almost. But you you really got a sense of like, so you could pick a few different places on each mountain where you'd get dropped off, and you could kind of just like explore and cut through the forest and end up somewhere else, which was, for me, kind of a first where it felt like you could go anywhere. And it felt like you could just ride on the hill just to take in the scenery and listen to the music. They had like a huge soundtrack a few hundred songs I think whereas most games had like 10 and uh yeah just the sense that like it doesn't have to just be a game where you go down and it's like land a 360 and grind this rail and then that's it yeah um there was more to it than just this is a video game it was like hey I can actually like kind of get lost on the mountain and, and pretend I'm snowboarding in real life so I'm going to ask the next question then. Sure. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? What developer? Who's yeah. hmm. the one you think, they seem to be doing good things, they should carry on doing that? Um, that's probably... Let me actually uh, grab my iPhone one second. Okay. Yeah, this might help. Just drawing a bit of a blank. I probably... I'm, I'm really bad at picking one thing for, for most things. Yeah, that's all right. Ordering at a restaurant, but uh, there's definitely a few. Um, so in terms of like what inspired us, I guess, like I said, Tiny Wings was, was huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just a few, I guess there's a few like uh, lately, like I've been playing a lot of Crossy Road. I really like how they did freemium in like a non-typical freemium way. So who did that? I can't remember. Uh, it was... Um, I guess like it's under a company called Hipster Whale, but it was right. a guy named Matt Hall, I think a guy named Andy Sum, and another guy, Ben Weatherall, that teamed up on the project. That's the one where you have to lift the land up and the little car goes down, isn't it? Or... Okay. No, no, no. Crossy Road is... Uh, Crossy Road, sorry. No. Yeah, you. Uh, it's it's sort of like a modern twist on Frogger, and you kind of have to like get across the street as far as you can. Okay. Uh, sort of like a, a bit of a Twitch game, like Flappy Bird, but way less like intense um and more dimensional i guess and um, so yeah i don't know i guess i just have like a few favorite iphone games and uh or iphone ipad and it would be hard to put them in a specific order but like the guys who made smash hit they also made a game called i think granny smith right um really cool game badland um was definitely some inspiration for me early on uh Limbo, which I still haven't finished because I just haven't had time and it's can be pretty challenging. I try not to look anything up. It's not that long, frustratingly. 
<laughs> as a game. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's challenging in a nice way. In the, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about that in Alto's Adventure. In fact, that may have influenced Lou because I don't believe Alto's Adventure is particularly um, uh, unfair. And yeah. you managed to reach that balance of making it not yeah. just unfair. Because you know when you encounter that game, like, how yeah. could I know that? How could I have done that? Yeah, just that's... being a jerk now. Yeah, and, and yeah, we yeah. I could, we have a whole I could talk about that for quite a bit actually. Leads um, of Fate. Thomas was Thomas was alone was is another one I really like. Mr. Bissell. Um, Mr. Yes, yeah, yes. Really like uh, Monument Valley, of course. Mm. I know everyone yeah. probably says that, but I I really like it. A lot of people keep comparing us to them, which is funny because we we started working a long time before Monument Valley even kind of announced their game. Mm. Um, but it's cool, and what they inspired us to do was stick to our guts and stay premium because we were a little bit tossed up between trying to do ah. free just just because we didn't want the project to be a fail financially. Um, threes as well is one of those really good yes. games. Well, probably the first game that I the, – the longest game I have played on iOS is Letterpress, which I almost wouldn't consider a game. It's more like a word puzzle, which, mm. which I guess is a game, but it's not like a – an action game or anything. Okay. Yeah, it's... I mean, definitely Threes, the maker of Threes is, is mm-hmm. an inspired thing to do. And the fact that, you know, he brought in other developers to do voice work for it is really quite funny and charming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I see the other sort of Me Too versions of Threes, I think, no, there's only Threes. Um, yeah. The 2848 yeah, nonsense and like, no. When I see a friend playing 248... 2048, yeah. I, yeah. it kind of makes me cringe. Yeah, you just slap. And no, then, you know, no, I say, no. Why, yeah. don't, why don't you play threes? It's right. first of all, it's way more pleasurable to play. Second yeah. of all, the game is better. It's it's you know properly challenging and it's yeah. it's not flawed and blah blah. But then you know most people are just like, well, this one's free. I'm going to play it. Um, oh people, right. People who aren't people who aren't in the industry. Um, yeah. They, a lot of people they just. Like I have really close friends who are just like, yeah, I don't buy apps. It's just a, you know, I don't smoke or something. Like I just don't buy apps. Is is their their mantra, and they and they just they just won't, um, <laughs> which is silly. And they'll you know they'll go buy a seven dollar coffee at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> I, I know that's kind of like the comparison everyone always gives. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's fair or not, but. Mm. It, I, I see it from their point. It's like there, there's a lot of good content that you don't have to pay. People don't care yeah. about advertising, really. Like, I mean, even Jordan, like the guy I started Snowman with, he used to have some websites like way, way back in the day. And at some point, he was concerned. Like, he had a site that had like cool videos of the day or whatever. And uh, at one point, he tried. He was launching a new site or something, and he was, he was like, "I'm not going to have any ads on my site, and that's going to kind of be my angle." And like keep it really clean, and you know everyone's gonna like it um, more than if you know all those other sites with ads. But it just kind of turns out that people don't care at all if you have ads on your website. And just in terms of the numbers, I mean, if you ask people, oh yeah, I hate those ads on Facebook, forever, but it doesn't stop anyone from using anything. And no. in fact, he, you know, he, the more ads he put, you know, he just made more money and let him focus on what he was doing and uh, people yeah. just didn't seem to care so it did, the, with, with it, iPhone gaming people they would rather have a free game with ads most of the time not everybody luckily yeah. there's still that premium market but yeah yeah 
speaking from my own personal point of view, I, I do buy um, I bought your game for a start. I, was mm-hmm. the, I mean, the reason I found out about it is because a very good friend of mine on Twitter said, oh, Alto's Adventure's out. And this is a man I have a, you know, I have a great deal of respect for his opinion. I never heard of sure. that. So I looked at it, watched the video, and then as I was watching the video, bought the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how it works for me. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a full sense of entitlement. I don't like that. You know, yeah. cr- creators deserve recompense for the what they produce, uh, which yeah. is why I balk at getting free to play games because I don't know how much to give. It sounds yeah. bizarre, but I just don't know how much money to give. So I don't know what to do because I'm used to just saying, well, here's, I don't know, three quid. Yeah. That, that's, that's good, isn't it? You know, I, I, will, I will buy games on Steam. I'll buy games on... And I just... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just... I like to purchase something in, 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 as, as a respect to the creator because I'm not yeah. one, but I'm a consumer. And uh, I, I will buy games as, 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 as and I don't balk at paying a mere one pound fifty because that's how much your game is over here um, yes. for you know, for Alto's Adventure. De- definitely not. Considering how many, how you know, how long I've spent playing it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Quite, and it's that's a game what I try to keep... explain to someone. Like, yeah. hey, you you go and pay fifteen bucks to go see a movie, yeah. which I think is fair. But whatever, yeah. you go pay fifteen bucks to see a movie, and that's an hour or two or maybe three. Um, and then that's it. Whereas this iPhone game is two bucks and you can play it for a few weeks. And in terms of hours, like five, yeah. 10, you know, you can play it for 30 hours if you want. If you want. Yeah. Believe me, it's so. getting that way. Cause I'm not fantastic at it. But I'll get into where I got. It's no mean feet. It's still, <laughs> it's, there's some, yeah. there's some uh, bits to it. that are like, Oh really? Now I've got to replay it. Now I've got to unlearn what, just learn. Thanks Ryan. <laughs> so um, and it is true you can't deny it you have to unlearn what you've learned when you go to other things um, so my last question is my favourite question to ask developers because it gives you yeah. a hint as to their what gets them going what really um, keep, gets their juices flowing and also might be a hint about what they're working on next although it's highly unlikely because I get some really bizarre answers to this question basically it's this what are you playing right now what am I playing right now yeah uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's a few different games. Like, um, I'm just going to open my phone. So, uh, on my iPhone, just, just like lately as of, I guess the most recent would be, uh, Crossy Road, like I, I yeah. mentioned is my kind of one of my go-to, like yeah. if I only have like a minute or two or whatever, um, two dots I've been playing since I think it came out whenever they have, I'm I'm usually caught up and sort of play through all the levels they release. So they just came out with 25 new levels last week, so getting back into that. Um, okay. Sorry? Okay, carry on. I mean, I'm, oh, not, yeah, heard, yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. I know... Oh. Is it like hundreds? No, it can't be, but... Yeah. No, it's not like hundreds. It's, uh... I don't know if you've seen Dots, but Two Dots is kind of like a spin-off. Right. Um, and it's it's freemium, and it's they do a really good job of not being evil about it, but I, I would have rather it just be paid, and, paid. you know, I would pay for new levels all the time and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh... Lastronaut is a game that came out a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty cool. It's like a an endless runner mm-hmm. um, where you have to like dodge obstacles and shoot things. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so okay. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have one like go to mobile game. Um, I'm always playing Letterpress, 
like I said, since I installed it. But uh, it's one of those games that I, I don't necessarily play all the time or every day, but yeah. I'm, I'm always playing against someone. So sometimes I have a turn to play, sometimes I don't. Have you played alone? No, I haven't. I, I It's actually like on my, I have a little wish list in the app store yeah. of games to, to buy and play when I have time. But I, I just have not had time for anything. And that, that that's one's actually... A- yeah, Sorry, it's, it's a really, really good uh, infinite runner. Um, really hard. Um, mm. It gets very, very fast, very, very quickly. But okay. I met the developers at Rezd, which is an event we have over here in... Uh, oh, cool. And uh, he's shown to me, and I actually... Oh, that's awesome. And I picked up my phone and bought the, the game in front of him, which is kind of oh, nice. a nice thing to do. Like You couldn't believe it. Like, are you... But, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, well, I yeah, like it. Yeah, it's always it. nice. To, to have that happen, like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this happens yeah. all the time, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, alone, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. it, looks, it looks cool. Yeah, and the other game I'm personally playing is, I'm still playing Elite Dangerous a lot. I like I Flight for the Universe. Actually. Yeah, that's a big um, space PC game that you fly through oh. space, and it, has used, it uses real Newtonian physics, so you do have oh, to cool. slingshot around planets and stuff, and... It's quite, but it's, it's absolutely awesome when you go into hyperspace because it feels like you're really going really fast. It's it's, it's yeah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Gets that sense of speed. It's a beautifully designed game. You do really feel like does it? It's, I know it's in, you know it's not really a simulation, but it's near as damn it. Uh, <laughs> and, and when you get damaged, your your windscreen starts to crack, and then the whole thing blows out, and all the atmosphere goes blowing out from your and your hang. You have to hang. It's so good. It's oh cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But a vast epic game. You can look it up for yourself. It's, it was kickstarted and successfully released. There's a rarity. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the first half of the show. Relatively painless. Uh, but then we go into the second half where we talk about Alto's adventure. question is what I call the zero question because it's not really a question at all it's basically giving you a, uh, a chance to pitch the game to us, to the listener what is it, what is Alto's Adventure uh, so Alto's Adventure uh, our, I mean our, t- our tagline is uh, an endless snowboarding odyssey and uh, I guess basically it's like a casual game that you can play whether you're into snowboarding or not um, that lets you kind of get what you want out of it you can be super competitive you can play against your friends you can play against yourself and unlock or beat goals and unlock new characters Uh, or you can actually just simply play it to kind of relax and take in the scenery and um, that was something that was kind of important to us the whole time you know not just being like you were just saying that game alone is really cool but it gets really hard really quick and that's great and there's definitely a time and a place for that um, but I think it's also nice to sometimes have a game that's just kind of going to be relaxing. It it is uh, until you slam into a rock and go, oh, "Really? <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that." You know, but it's 
that's no offense to it. I'm sure there's 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 aspects of the design and the playtesting because this game reeks of being playtested a lot. In my humble opinion, you may say no, no, not really, but it really does feel like someone's played this a lot. Is that fair? To say? Yeah, I've been playing Alto for the last two years, like yeah. so much. Um, and the, the the really cool thing is um, is I'm not sick of it, and I think that speaks volumes for. Other games that we've made, Circles and Super Squares, by the time you know it was out in the App Store, I couldn't even look at the icon anymore. I was like, <laughs> I've played this so much, I've been testing it, yeah. and like, I don't want to ever see it again. Starting um, start to gag, but this, yeah, because testing it kind of brings back memories of like testing it, and you're like, or sorry, playing it brings back memories of testing it, and you're just like, oh, like I've had enough of it. Um, yeah. But uh, with with Alto, um, it's not like that. And I'm looking forward to testing new things in the future. Mm. Um, the visual aspect, this isn't a formal design question, but the visuals, I want to tease that out because you talked about the artist there. We want to carry on that story. So you engage with an English artist mm-hmm. uh, who then you said, well, his, his style is fantastic. It would work really well with this idea I've got. Let's make it happen. So do yeah. you expand on that a little bit? That you carry on that story? Sure. So I actually met Harry... Um, probably a year before that, um, when I was still working at Market Circle and we were, um, getting ready to, or preparing ourselves to launch Checkmark, um, cause that, we worked on that for almost, I don't know, almost a year, nine, ten months, something like that. Uh, I noticed that Real Mac software, the guys, they're also from the UK, they made like Clear, um, Rapid Weaver, Ember, a bunch of other things. Uh, they had a, on their website on the about page. They had uh, sort of cool like avatars of each person who worked there. So like, I guess it kind of worked where like you would describe each of the employees. Everyone got to s- decide what they wanted to kind of have in theirs. Like you could say, "Hey, I'm into skateboarding and guitar," and then you'd get like a, a cool character drawn of you like holding a skateboard and standing on a guitar. Sorry, holding a guitar. No, no, that the first one's best. It's the first great. one is yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ride, ride that skate, ride that guitar. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, I was like, I, I want to find out who did these. So it turns out it was a guy named Harry Nesbitt, and I emailed him to find out about doing that for Snowman uh, for when we launched. And it, it just turned out to be, you know, beyond our our budget, and it didn't really make sense to spend that money before we launched and knew what was going to happen. So. Uh, I politely kind of declined and, you know, said, I, I don't want to lowball you or try to negotiate with you. Your stuff's awesome. Uh, but let's keep in touch. Maybe we'll do it after the launch or something. So we never actually ever got around to doing that. But uh, I was following Harry on like Twitter and Dribble, And then I remember Harry actually did some really, really cool drawings of the characters from Breaking Bad. I believe I reached out to him when he did that and just said, those are the best thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, we, we just very loosely kept in touch maybe, um, or just maybe it was just that I was following him. And, uh, so yeah, I was just, I guess, had his art style in the back of my mind for some reason. And then, uh, when we said snowboarding, I, I just kind of pictured the two together and, um, yeah. So we reached out and he was interested. Because it's very striking and very simple, but yeah, it's the lighting in my opinion, you may disagree, but I've, one of the things that struck me is that there are times when, you know, just to explain to listener, there's, there's seasons in this game, not seasons as much as 
things happen. The, 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 the sun goes up and down, the moon appears. Sometimes it's a half moon, sometimes it's a full moon. Sometimes it's snowing, sometimes it's lightning, all sorts of things happening. But mm-hmm. one of my favourite ones is when I'm jumping, I'm doing a somersault, rarely you've been able to put it off unless it's one of the characters. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about. And uh, it's just like the silhouette is actually up against the sun. And uh, I've been this tempted to take a screenshot, but I can't because I'm too busy playing the game. Um, I guess I could pause it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a remarkably beautiful game. Um, and uh, but it's It's very... It's very clean and very mm-hmm. easy to see. And you just got to adjust your eyes depending on what time of day it is in the game itself. Cause yeah, it's definitely. I mean, playing it in like outside in the sun with your brightness halfway, you're you're going to struggle with with yeah. some of the rocks at night and stuff. Um, and that was a tough thing for us because we we actually tweaked the the darkness at night a few different times. Um, but we we really wanted it in there. Like we really like the whole time of day change and we didn't want to get rid of it um so that was one of those decisions where okay if you're playing on a bus on the way to work and it's super sunny um and your brightness isn't all the way up or even if it is like you could run into some issues but we decided you know to make that sacrifice well that was um a good choice because it just adds to the challenge but doesn't make it unfair you know, mm-hmm. a matter of times I said, I didn't see it. Not, why did you put that there? It was, I didn't see it. Um, mm-hmm. I do love actually landing on rocks. Cause it's yeah, the like, bounce. The sound is like, clonk, like, yes, yeah, see, see? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go fly <laughs> up in the air, and when I land, I go speeding through anyway, so it won't matter. Um, so my first actual specific question about design aspects of Alto's Adventure. Yeah. It's heavily reliant on variable speed. I've found something that is not often seen in Infinite Runners, apart from Cannibal, in my opinion. If you think about Cannibal, it does have variable speed in it. You can control it if you land, if you go through debris. How mm-hmm. have you balanced this against difficulty? Um, hmm. I don't know how to answer that exactly. Um, have a go. A lot of playtesting is, is probably kind of the answer, but we we wanted it to to be about that about picking up speed and um you know there was testing to be done to make sure like you know chasms wouldn't show up where you couldn't have possibly picked up enough speed to to clear them uh and so yeah i don't know how much like how much else i can really dive into that and explain it but we apart from an aggressive and repeated um uh, sort of playtesting, but you've already hinted at that. You're saying, you know, the placement of the chasms, which are these mm-hmm. vast, these are vast gorges in the game that appear that have to be jumped over. You cannot simply ride over; mm-hmm. you have to jump over them. Otherwise, you fall, and when you do, the whole screen shakes. Which is quite funny, although a bit dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was you know, part of our uh, like part of our design early on when Jordan and I were just designing things on paper was these big chasms you had to clear. So uh, that was always sort of part of our plan. And um, yeah, we just had to make sure like they weren't going to show up unfairly. No. And I love the way the camera suddenly tracks to them when they appear. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the big deal. This is like, and then the whole thing slows down when you actually make it 
or not, as the case may be. Uh, and there is, a, yeah, yeah, there is a team. It kind of gives you gives you a little hint too that they're coming up. Yeah, little uh, little warning sign. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm relieved to see them when something's happening. I won't reveal what the other thing is because it's wrong. It's not that much of a spoiler because they do appear relatively soon. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm going to leave that as a teaser for for well, like a, something to dangle in front of the listeners. Like something happens when you reach a certain distance in the game, about two, yeah. 2.5. Around there. Yeah. When, yeah, 2.5K. When you reach that, it suddenly, this thing appears. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, got to run from that thing. Um, so the chain of combos yeah. is a key component. So sure. how, it's definitely something that you know to maximize your pointage if you will yeah so so that was yeah. sorry go ahead i was just asking you though did that come from other extreme sports games or yeah, yeah. so th- that sort of happened with um we we actually that was one of the i guess major things we added later on in the game's development cycle that we hadn't always sort of had an, on our on our minds mm. it was like it wasn't not on our minds, but it wasn't really part of our core plan. So what happened was uh, Jordan and I decided one day to go pick up uh, a PlayStation 2. So we looked around on Kijiji, which is like a local uh, um, marketplace here. I don't know if you guys have it over there. kind of like Craigslist. Okay. So we looked around for a PlayStation 2 um, to buy Tony Hawk because Jordan and I grew up playing Tony Hawk for hundreds of hours when we were kids and so i, I had that on the dreamcast okay yeah cool we i think i had it on n64 tony hawk one and then later on i forget yeah but anyways we we picked up tony hawk two and three played through all of tony hawk two in like a day and uh tried to find out like what was it that we loved about this game so much and um we kind of thought like how can we learn from what we love about Tony Hawk and bring a, a little bit of that flavor into Alto and that's where our sort of trick combo system uh, was inspired from. Fantastic. So as a direct you sat there and caned the game for a day mm-hmm. on a PS2 which is still fun to play on by the way everyone. They're great really trust me. I did mm-hmm. it recently with Amplitude. I was playing Amplitude the other day because I was reading an article about the new one that's coming out. I, think, I wonder, wonder if that game, the original, still holds up and I found my original copy and I slept, put it in my PS2 and, yeah, still fun. Yeah. Still there. It's cool how some, <laughs> some games hold up and some don't. Like, yeah, yeah. GoldenEye, which was one of my favourite games growing up, doesn't really hold up. Doesn't, no. It's, that, that particular genre hasn't... Um, doesn't age, age well. well. The oh. the new games that have come out, the advancements that have appeared. The original Halo, for example, can't play anymore. I can't. It's just. I'm going to say it. It's just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just not very good. Whereas yeah. the later, you know, the Call of Duties, and of course they have, you know, Titanfall, for example. That just it's you know leaps and bounds, and I mean that you know as a pun. Um, uh, you know what happened? How it's that particular genre has had so much money pumped into it. It's bound to evolve. It had to evolve, and it has. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, the answer to that question is yes, Chris. And it was Tony Hawk's too, to be, uh, uh, yeah. to be precise. 
So my next question is, um, we've mentioned um, the characters. I won't say how many, again, but sure. there are characters. Yep. And uh, they allow the player to experience the game in different ways due to yep. the unique skills of each one. One of them, for no, I'm not going to... I can't. This is wrong. Stuff happens, <laughs> basically, but they have different abilities. Yeah. I want to ask, was it always the intention to have all of these characters? For example, because the game is called Alto's Adventure, not Alto sure. and his friend's adventure. And his friend's adventure, yeah. yeah. Um, um, do but, you mean, like, was it always our plan to have multiple characters or those specific multiple characters? It, it was basic. well, for basic, the, the question is, was mm-hmm. it always the intention there to have um, these multiple characters or was it going to have Alto gaining these abilities himself as the game progressed? Um, we talked about different ideas, like, you know, maybe different snowboards that you could get instead of characters, but, um, we thought, you know, like in, in a lot of games, I was, I was at one point playing mega jump, uh, and like, it was, it's really fun to unlock the new characters in the game. And, and I think people really like characters because everyone kind of always has a favorite. Actually it was mega jump too. Sorry. So yeah, we just kind of ran with that. It was like it, it's something a little more personal than like just a different color snowboard or um, uh, arbitrary, arbitrary like stats that you upgrade or something. We thought it, you know it's cool to add some personality to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, drives you on to to want to see these new characters, and you know they you do have to unlock them. Uh, which is my my final question because my final question is actually slightly different to the one I originally wrote because we've already covered that question so I'm not going to do that one I'm going to do another one which I just invented on the fly which is great um, basically I want to ask you about the challenges you set in-game challenges to the player uh, yep. from which once they succeed in doing them they then go on to a new level and these once you reach every tenth level in these hierarchy a new character appears. That's not a spoiler. That's fair enough. Um, So, could you ask how did that come about? What was that? You know, what was that inspired by? Because it feels like you've got achievements within the game. Yeah. So, we. It was very important to us all along to design a game that like could wasn't just something you'd play for like an hour and maybe get bored of. Like Flappy Bird, for example. There's not much depth to it. I mean, it's just like very simple. You play it, you either love it or you hate it. And of the the frustration makes it so addictive. And like, you could play it more than all. Like, you play it all the time if you wanted, um, and it never gets old. But we wanted to come up with many different ways you could play Alto. Yeah. Um, so doing this whole level system with the goals and the characters that you unlock kind of gives players something to work towards. And mm. I know for myself, like if I'm playing a game. Um, you know, even if it's like Far Cry or something, like you, it's fun to play towards upgrading things and unlocking new things. And so, yeah, it was just, it came about at some point when we were talking about, like, you know, what can we add to the game? So you're not just like playing the game and then, you know, putting it down. Like, what, what, can, you, what can we add to bring you back and to say, like, oh, let me play one more time. Like, I'm close to getting this or unlocking that. Yeah, it's definitely a feeling of um, achievement, literally, <laughs> when you do get um, 
managed to overcome these these challenges you put forward. There's three of them. There's always three of them, and uh, yeah. some of them can be done multiple tries. They'd span tries, as they call them, or attempts. Yeah. But some of them are like, you've got to do this in one run. What? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that can be very – but when you actually achieve it, it's, um, it is very rewarding, and especially it unlocks things in the game. Yeah. Create new game plus over and over again, because when you unlock that character, invariably – you end up using that character a lot when you for to progress further. Um, yeah. You don't have to, but uh, and there's also other aspects where you pick up gold coins and then you buy things from the workshop uh, to upgrade things, and that's good fun too. Again, simple, not too complex, not too overwhelming, because the game is very much designed for the platform itself, isn't it? It's designed for someone to sit there for three or four minutes and then carry on with their day. Is that deliberate? Oh dear. Um, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just say I was. The question is um, the the complex the, the 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 nature of the the the, the game and it's it's relatively short burst. You can play the game for three or four minutes. It seems to be designed for the for that platform. Is that fair to say based on your experience? Yeah, we we always wanted it to be something you could play for, you know, a few minutes, but also something that you could play for, you know, 45 minutes or yeah. an hour. Um, so you've got that. Because people do say, oh, I can't do it with a mobile game. Oh, you haven't played the right games then, have you? Because <laughs> there are <laughs> games that have had people sit there completely engrossed for a very long time. And yeah. oddly enough, they do put these very deep games down on the iOS, which can go for quite a lot of money in comparison to other games, for example, uh, and some Final Fantasy games on there and that sort of thing, which go for 10 bucks. Like, what? And there's like horror, like, it's $10. Like, what's wrong with 10? What, what's wrong with you? It's, look, it's Final Fantasy X or something. You know, it's just like, come on. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to give you a lot of uh, pleasure and, and hours and hours. Hours of enjoyment, yeah. yeah. Um, where you know, there's the games like the Room. Have you played the Room games at all? Have you heard of them? You know what? I actually haven't, and I I know they're good just because yeah. I've heard so many people say that. But for some reason, yeah, the art style just turns me off immediately. That I just can't bring myself to want to play it. Is, it. it is very gothic. Um, yeah, it's just like it's, I mean, it's not. It's just it's good. Like it's well done, but it's just not my style. So for some reason, it's just I haven't ever made that jump, especially when I have. You know, thirty other games on my to playlist that I haven't made it. That's fair. To. I played the third one over the, the at the Rest event because we've had um, uh, Barry Mead from Fireproof um, to chat about oh, Big cool. Room on the show, and uh, he's very much a you know he's very much endorses what we were saying earlier about paying for a game. It's not a problem. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Pay for games. It's fine. So yeah. the game uh, is Alto's Adventure. It's out on iOS on all platforms, isn't it? So it's on. It works on iPad as well as uh, on on uh, iPhone. Yes. Yep. I've Correct. never played it on an iPad because my one's too old. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about how old it is. Just to say it's one. <laughs> I just haven't got around to updating it. It's like I should really, but I just you know I play most of the stuff uh, on my phone. 
and my my pads used for other things like writing and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't really use it for games so much. Um, so I never bother to update it, much to Apple's annoyance. Um, so it's a one. <laughs> it's a one, by the way. Uh, so yeah, it's really really old. So it's like, oh my god, it's still going, but it still goes. So, but it's just no iOS update or anything because yeah. it won't because yeah. Apple won't let it. <laughs> so, very peculiar. So, thanks very, very much for coming on the show. Um, really, sure, really, really appreciate your time and uh, sharing your experience with making this game. It's a very different story than I hear from most. I hear a lot of the developers say, oh, yeah, I started making games when I was a fetus and uh, proceed to actually... <laughs> expand on their history <laughs> which you didn't you come in from another angle you took you actually took a break away from it as well which is awesome because that means you experience other aspects of life which always make us better human beings anyway uh more rounded so we say again it sounds a bit patronizing but you know what i mean don't you it's just to, yeah to, to experience the world for what it is and not through the screen or, exactly. or indeed the dice roll um, you're more than welcome to come back with your new thing, whatever it is going to be. I'm sure you're working on something else now because, you know, Elders Adventures out there. Are you planning to release it on anything else, by the way? So, funny. Um, yeah, we have a lot of requests and interest in bringing it to other planets. Sorry, other planets. Wow. I didn't have much sleep last night. Um, bringing it to other platforms. So, uh, uh, we're. I don't want to commit to anything or no. say exactly what's coming. But we... Um, there's more Alto to come. I guess I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, we're that's not right just gonna. It's not. It's not just. That's not all you're gonna see. No, there are, and I'm sorry. I know a lot of people have uh, Android phones now. They're yeah. way more numerous than they used to be. I found they're everywhere. You know, um, personally, I did have one. I had to get S2 for a while. Then I defected a couple of years ago to the iPhone. Eventually. And uh, I'd never looked back because the reason I did it is because I was fed up with going, oh, I'd like that game, but I can't because I've got a bloody Android. But it's not the case anymore. <laughs> uh, although, apart from Alto Adventure, of course. So, yeah, if you have an iOS device, do get this game. It's great. Uh, it's Thanks, well, <laughs> it's, it's It's well worth the, the, the monies that have been asked for. It's just so engrossing. And I've been telling everyone I can. And I've been so excited to know that I'll be chatting to this maker, which I'm chatting to you now. So, again, best of luck with your future endeavours, and you're more than welcome to come back on the show to chat about your next project. Um, we've yet to have a return, but then again, we've, we've only gone for about a year or so. So, you know, but we did reach 50 the other week, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, congrats. So, uh, no mean feat, but like I said, thank you very much for, for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for having me. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review. And you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me, any feedback on the show or actually you're a developer you listen to the show and want your game featured on it please do email me at chris at spong.com bye